You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good afternoon. Today is April 22nd, and thank you again for tuning in to 15 Minutes of Flame, where we talk and talk about sex, cannabis, and other things in between. Today I have a guest, one of my best friends for a long, long time, my brother man, award-winning Detroit-based visual artist and interpreter who's been telling stories through photography for well over a decade. His work has been featured in the New York and Los Angeles Times and in magazines, billboards, and other various media outlets around the globe. Uh, I want to welcome Tafari K. Stevenson Howard. Wow, that was a full government name. (laughs) (laughs) But no lies were told in any of those moments. Well, good. Hey, what's up? Nothing much. And I am Dr. V. Helene, joining you today on Happy Earth Day. It is Earth Day. That it is. And we're Earth signs. Hey, Virgo. Yes, we, yes, Virgo. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yep. happy pre-birthday Earth Day. Yes, absolutely. So it, it's funny because, you know, on this Earth Day, I, I actually had the opportunity uh, by way of one of my other close friends to do a cross-country trip, something that I always wanted to do. And... um it's so funny because I always wanted to do the southern route because I felt like it was a lot of scenery. And America's a really beautiful country, you know. And um, and it was really cool because our last stop on my journey was Lookout Mountain. I went to school in Tennessee, and I always took the drive through that area going to Atlanta. And I decided to stop off and take a look at Lookout Mountain this time. And it was gorgeous, and they had their little Happy Earth Day thing. And I had even forgot that Earth Day was today um, until I saw that sign. So, uh, yeah, on Earth Day, hopefully other people are out there paying respects to the Earth. We have to preserve and take care of Mother Earth because she takes care of us. What did you, <coughs> excuse me? What did you do to um, celebrate or acknowledge Earth Day today? And the day's not over. Today is not over, so I still have time to do that because uh, I just got off of my road trip journey at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> but you were in a Prius. Um, I was. So that's there, there you go. You got some carbon, some carbon credits. You know what? Thank you. That's what I did for Earth Day. Yes. I, I, I took a road trip in an eco-friendly Toyota Prius. Yes. Okay. Right. So that's I did not contribute. <laughs> Run some money. Not a problem. Absolutely not a plug, yes, but um, that was the car I was rolling in. So, um, yeah, what did you do for 420 Day, or are you into 420? Oh, no, you co- of course you are. You have a garden you and all that. 420, are we talking about Earth? Oh, oops. Which, which 420 one? is part of the Earth, too. We'll get wait, to that in a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Did we I'm just, skipping. Did we, did we just switch? I'm like, whoa, what happened? Let's stick to Earth Day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, for Earth Day, um, today I recycled. Nice. Um, but. That's, I do that every Monday. It's trash day. But I'm a huge, huge recycler. Earth Day for me is actually every day. Um, I'm a huge recycler. I can say for every um, 
bag of trash that I get, like, you know, like a 30-gallon bag or whatever the ones, like, for a standard trash can. For every bag that I fill, I probably have, like, three bags of um, recyclable materials that I um, trans, uh, that I, you know, that I recycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I return bottles to the store. Nice. Um, I actually um, collect trash around my neighborhood when I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... So it's for me. It's every day. I mean, it's great to spotlight it, okay. and I'm happy that Absolutely. people are recognizing because every day there's something different going on with yeah. the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to recognize that. So yeah, but for me, it's every day. So I do something every day. That's perfect because you know, being between New York, New Jersey, and here, when I come to Detroit, I don't see as many people recycle. You know, and it yeah. breaks my heart because in New York is law. I mean, I remember a few years ago when I lived in Brooklyn, I actually saw. The uh, I don't know who it was, which police department or what department of the city it was, but they were actually looking through her garbage for plastic. What? Because by law, you have to recycle there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I, 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 when I think about— That's scary, the, but yet amazing yeah. and awesome, but kind of like frightening they're going through your trash at the same time. <laughs> what if they found exactly. some other material that maybe—you know what I mean? Yeah, and they try to get a conviction. I mean, then they can set you up. So I don't know. I don't trust the police. Well, Sorry. that's why I don't recycle paper <laughs> with my name and info on it. Okay. okay? Well, then there's that. Shredding <laughs> is key. Absolutely. Shredding Absolutely. is key. And like you know, and in the same vein of like you know, Earth Days every day, or you know, doing your part or whatever. I was just recently on a trip to Thailand. And on that trip, I was at Leon Beach, which is maybe about 45 minutes outside of Patong. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's familiar with um, Thailand, Phuket, or mm-hmm. Phuket, Thailand. Um, we went to Leon Beach. It's my favorite beach. Okay. Last year, I spent two uh, a week there. I mean, it's, I was looking forward to spending this week there uh, this year as well. Um, but I took a, a, I took, um, usually a sunset walk every night while I'm there. Mm-hmm. And last year, it was like absolutely amazing. This year, there was so much trash on the oh, beach. No. There was trash all up and down the beach. And I, well, not all up and down. That's a, that's a gross exaggeration, but there was a considerable amount mm-hmm. of, of trash, plastic, um, trash and mm-hmm. cans. I was so upset seeing that. I'm like, you I can see how imagine. this beautiful, how beautiful this place is, but right. you can't pick up your water bottle mm-hmm. or your soda or your bag of chips or, right. or whatever. So I actually took it upon myself to like, just start picking up what I could to, wow. to discard at the beach club at the resort that we were staying. <laughs> that is crazy. They're like, I mean, I'm dying some of these people, right. you know, these, these visitors um, who are doing this. Yeah. Um, so that, that to me, kind of like messed me up because I'm right. like, why can't we just take care of this beautiful place? Absolutely. Now, we're going to get back to Thailand because we want to talk about your world travels too. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, But, yeah, so the other part of Earth Day that I love was that this weekend was 420 day. All right. Now, 420. Yeah. Now, now we're on the right topic. Now we're on the right topic, you know. <laughs> um, yes, 420 day uh, celebrates Mother Earth's most precious flower. Mary Jane, also known as cannabis. Okay. I would say Mother Earth's most precious flowers are peonies. But Oh, okay, okay, excuse me. I'm not gonna, you know, split hairs <laughs> or anything like that because uh-huh. I really do enjoy the cannabis flower. Yeah. I, it's I, wonderful. I I must say I, I, I do as well and um I'm usually at a festival, but uh this year I was in Atlanta to see something pretty awesome which we'll get into in a few minutes, uh, one of your art displays. 
And um, what I really thought was really cool about this weekend for 420 was Ben and Jerry's uh, put out a statement. And, um, you know, it was uh, a tweet they put out and it said, it's hard to celebrate 420 when so many people of color are still being arrested for pot. We have to do better. And then they had the cute little video and they were talking about it, but it made me go to their web page and actually read the article because, you know, in social media, sometimes people just look at the the headlines. headlines. Mm-hmm. I got the point, like, but no, I really wanted to uh, see what they had to say because I'm like, okay, Ben and Jerry are advocates. So um, one of the things that I really, really like that they flat out said, Part of the article title was "Let's Be Blunt," which I love. Pun intended, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you um, play on words exactly. But they said, "If you're a white person, sorry to bring you down, but that's the harsh reality. If you love pot and you're white, everything is totally awesome these days." In 2017, 81 percent of cannabis executives were white. Meanwhile, even in states where pot is legal, and even though black people and white people use pot at similar rates. Black people are still arrested way more often than whites. We love 420 and we love legalization, but that's not okay. So I was really, I mean, they went into more facts and details and things like that, but I was really proud of them for that, you know? I think uh, a lot of companies have to recognize what's really going on in the medical, or in the marijuana industry. I won't even get into, I won't splice it and get into medical marijuana, but the marijuana industry, when you look across the board, who's benefiting? I mean, you just gave a statistics, a statistic about who's in a boardroom. Right. Who has the dispensaries? Right. Who has the uh, growth facilities? Who has the transportation capabilities and resources? Um, And, you see white people mm-hmm. um, in states like Colorado. Previously, they had laws that if you had any con- felony convictions, you can participate in the right. in, in mar- in uh, marijuana industry. So that eliminated a a lot of people, but mm-hmm. then b a lot of black people. Right, they could not have marijuana based businesses. I believe there is a similar ordinance like that either in Washington or Oregon. Not Oregon, but um. Wait a minute, where's Portland? Is that Oregon? Yes. It is Oregon, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really fuck with over there. <laughs> but, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think there's similar ordinances, or in, I think in California, like if you have a conviction, you can't participate. Mm. So it's just imagine. I'm surprised like in California. Cali- I think. Okay. I may have it twisted, but I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easily Google Googleable. Yeah. Uh, but just think, like, even if uh, it was in a state like California, a huge state with a large black population, mm-hmm. especially in the South, mm-hmm. um, just think of all the people who could be X'd out of, right. of an opportunity. It's, it's, it's crazy. And even when I think about here in Michigan, specifically in Metro Detroit, if I go to, I'm a medical marijuana patient and card holder. But when I go to a medical marijuana dispensary here, you're hard pressed to see anyone of color uh, working behind a counter. Yes. You're not going to see mm-hmm. uh, anyone uh, of color owning it. And I may, I, I need to walk that back. You're not going to see anyone black owning a dispensary uh, in Detroit, with the exception of two locations. I, was say, I know two. Yeah, with the exception of two wonderful locations. One is Botanic, which is um, in Courttown. Detroit, and the other one is a House of Mary Jane. That's actually like my favorite spot. They have like great happy hour specials, <laughs> they do. They and the do. staff, ugh, I love it. But those are that's two places 
in the city right. that has dozens of medical marijuana facilities. And in a predominantly still black city. Exactly. It's right. kind of like, you know, I kind of th- look at it when I think about like uh, the rash of liquor stores. Who mm-hmm. owns the liquor stores? Mm-hmm. Not the black people. Right. Correct. Who owns, right. you know, many things. Mm-hmm. The, the beauty supply stores, not the black people. We have a ton of like social needs, retail needs, mm-hmm. and we're not meeting our own needs in our own community. I know. And uh, we continue to be consumers. Yeah. But, you know, I think the legalities and everything you mentioned in the beginning, you know, is what really has prevented people of color to get into this game more than anything. Because I'm sure people would pull their resources together if they could because, you know, a lot of us are consumers, you know. Right. The rates are the same, as they said. But if you have one person in the crew with a conviction or doesn't have good credit or if you don't have like $500,000 of equity or credit line and things like that, then, you know. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I th- two things. I think one of the barriers in Michigan, I don't know about any other places, but I think one of the, uh, one of the barriers in Michigan is that this is a cash business. Yeah. So you got to come to the table with some serious cash. Yeah. And you have to have a, a place to set up. Mm-hmm. You have to ha- have employees. Nine times out of ten, you have to do a total build out of whatever location you're going into. Yeah. Uh, then there are licensing fees through the state of Michigan. Right, uh, right. If you intend, that's if you can get licensed. There's a, currently a backlog in licensing. Mm. Um, and then you have to get product. Right. And most importantly, all type of security. That's so, most important. Yeah, you know. So just <laughs> with all that cash. just those things. I'm like, you got to come. You got to come to the table with money. Yeah, like yeah, big money. Right. Um. So I think that one of the large barriers for African Americans, Black people, uh, in Michigan is, you know, can I come up with twenty, um, a quarter of a million dollars mm-hmm. to secure these things and to make sure that I have top quality product? I just made that number up, but it sounds. <laughs> It sounds good to yeah. me. I mean, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're going to purchase a building, mm-hmm. um, which is very easy to do in Detroit and many locations, or if you're going to yeah. lease a building, but that build out and then the other things that come with it, you know, right. you got to come stay with a lot of money and banks are not going to be giving out money for that type of business because right. it's still um, federally restricted right. um, as um, as a controlled substance. And it also depends on location because, you know, Detroit has a lot of space with a lot of empty lots, but that does not mean that it would be a safe space to create, you know, those types of businesses. But it was interesting when I went to the session a couple of weeks ago, they were saying that all of the the dispensaries. What session? Tell me. um, Well, in my last podcast, I mentioned this uh, woman named Margot Bruner from, uh, I want to say it's Micah, the Michigan. Oh, gosh, I I forget the name of it. But um, anyway, she did a session. uh, about two or three weeks ago. And, oh, she's from the Michigan Cannabis Industry Association. But anyway, uh, she was just, you know, educating people at the Jewish Community Center about cannabis opportunities, what the cannabis business is doing and how it's going to grow and, the, you know, future of it in Michigan. And <laughs> it was just interesting when she showed on a grid you know, between Wayne County, Macomb County, I want to say maybe Oakland County, that's your biggest concentration of medical marijuana card holders. And so obviously the dispensaries, but most of the growers are 
on the outer counties. Mm-hmm. And who are the residents on those outer counties? Exactly. Not, not many people of color. So, you know, I, I mean, that goes to show right there uh, a disparity even in the distribution and the cultivation of it. You know? But a lot of that, like in Detroit, we know there's tons of vacant lands. Yeah. Um, lands that are being converted to community farms. Right. Um, Hans Farm, um, you know, the financier, the Hans Group. I saw his documentary. Yeah. They have <laughs> snatched up a ton they of property on the east side of Detroit for not very much. Right. And planted trees. And planted trees. Mm-hmm. But that was a very long legal battle. It was. There was a lot of issues with that. There are still people who are upset and mm-hmm. hurt by that whole transaction. Right. And what's perceived as a land giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if, you know, if a community group wanted to put together um, a growing farm or organic medical marijuana growing farm, if it was organic, whatever, I don't think that they they can even get zoning. Mm. I don't think that the Detroit City Council is going to be like, you know what? Okay, this is a safe area right. in Detroit to do this. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. And then you also have to think about now if people know that you're growing, you're a target. I know. You're exactly. a target. That's the s- because sad but true. When, yeah. when marijuana is flowering, it's obvious you mm-hmm. know. And a snatch and grab is ha- is possible. Right. So I think safety also uh, may play a part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also in Detroit with the ordinances on where dispensaries can and can't be, like where so, yeah. where, where could even where could a, a growth facility even be? Right. Um, that's why you have to think about maybe other businesses in the city. Since it's going to be legal, there may be other opportunities, you know. And like I'm I thinking saw, large scale. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to interject. I'm okay. thinking like large scale. I'm mm-hmm. sure there are there are dispensaries that have like growth spots in them, but I'm talking like commercially. Yeah, definitely. Like commercial growth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what's going to be needed as the, you know, industry expands in the state. Um, but I know you talk. What you talking on today? Oh, <laughs> today I had one of my favorite strains. Today I had Blue Dream, a sativa. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah I had some Blue Dream. Um, nice. So I'm feeling really good right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm also kind of chill right now because I had this, um, I got, while I was in Atlanta over the weekend, um, I stopped at Little Five Points and this guy was selling these gummies. Oh, it was kind of crazy. He, there were people around this table um, just kind of hanging out when I went to see what was up. He was uh-huh. like, man, I got these gummies. I got these gummies. I got these strong gummies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I like gummies. I like strong gummies. What's up with the gummies? Give me two gummies. So <laughs> okay. That's going on right now. Also. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I actually had a little bit of uh, my 420 uh, leftover. So um, it, it is called Indonesia. Is I don't that know. what that was? That's what that was. Oh, wow. I don't have the facts on it, but it was very smooth, Indonesia clean. Was wonderful. It was definitely wonderful. It made Saturday night. <laughs> Look, let me tell y'all, this is real quick, not to throw anything off, but Saturday we were in Atlanta and it was like, it was cold. It was cold as it hell. Was it for was for Atlanta. It was cold as hell. Yeah. For Atlanta, but it was mm-hmm. cold and I wasn't prepared for it. I took clothes for like summer clothes, basically. But it was so cold. I said, this is just a really good day to have a nice smoke and some soup and TV. And low-key, that's actually like what happened. It, it just came together. One of our good friends, one of our, me and Kavish, 
Dr. V. Helene. I know you're about to give my government Ooh, name away. I'm about away. to give about the government <laughs> name. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, but one of our mutual friends put together this wonderful soup, this garlic bread, mm-hmm. and then the Indonesia showed up. Oh, man. It shit changed. Then they put on that Beyonce special. <laughs> and then right. we watched the National Geographic special. It was like the total progression of yeah, everything it, awesome. Yeah. With yeah. Indonesia. Absolutely. That's the kind of trip you want to have when, you know, you're on like Indonesia, you're thinking of Indonesia, maybe not, but at Ooh, least Bali. we were oh, looking wow. at the globe while we were enjoying the you, Indonesia. We were. We, we really were looking oh, wow. at the that's globe. A, that's, that's such an interesting kind <laughs> yeah. of like parallel to make. Circle back around to Earth Day, huh? Like More activities. Or it sounds like we're high. It sounds like we're, like we're on 420. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's the 420 <laughs> leftover. But, you know, well, let, let's get into Atlanta um, because we were down there. Well, you were down there. You were featured artists um, at the Global Arts pop-up at the Arresting Artifacts Gallery, yes. right? Um, and these were images you captured during your travels to Brazil, Brazil recently for a yoga retreat. And so it's interesting that you mentioned a minute ago how, you know, you were thinking in your head about the soup and, you know, the weather and then it manifested. And I was thinking when I was there and I saw this series, the first thing I thought about was I remember after you did the couch series last year. And you were doing a few interviews. You know, people were asking you, where are you going to go from here? So what's next? You said, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a new series. And then you hadn't even planned it, but it just so happened that come full circle, oh, the universe, wow. the universe kind of paved that way. And it just happened anyway, you right? Can I be honest? Please do. I. You're right. Last year, 2018, everyone was, right after I had the uh, the, the show, um, the couch of beautiful uh, exploration of beautiful black women mm-hmm. after I had that and during the development of it what's next what's next what's next mm-hmm. and I was you're right I um misplaced that memory <laughs> I misplaced that memory mm-hmm. so hearing about that now I'm like damn it's literally a little bit over a year later mm-hmm. um and that's actually what happened. Wow. So, wow. There's yeah. a little forethought that went into that, but who knew? Uh, after I did the Couch Series last year, after it debuted, I uh, was going to do um, uh, like a boudoir series, mm-hmm. uh, which was going to be a, a nude series that celebrated uh, black women again. But um, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Well, something apparently more fascinating happened. I mean, I'm not saying that that wouldn't have been fascinating, but you went to Brazil and initially was just thinking about going for a yoga retreat. Now, the the, the second piece to that that I didn't know until later was that it was actually a nude yoga retreat. So we're going to talk about black bodies and black spaces today, okay? So, you know, let's talk about your your motivation for that and what that experience was like once you got there. All right, so... Considering that I put the this idea of a new series in the the ether into the universe last year, you're right. I did go to um, a yoga retreat in Salvador, Bahia, Brazil, um, back in February of this year, 2019. I went solely for the purpose of yoga. Mm-hmm. I practice yoga almost daily. Uh, today, I skipped. 
I was tired <laughs> from Atlanta. But um, I'm an avid practitioner of yoga. Um, so I really wanted to go on this yoga retreat, it to test myself to see, you know, am, is my practice really up to par? Um, am I, am I, am I fulfilling anything? I don't know. It was just like, it was really like a test, mm-hmm. a test of my body, a test of my imagination, also a test of my comfort. Yes, it was a new yoga retreat. We're staying in the middle of the rainforest, right. two hours outside of Salvador. Uh, so it was really like a test to myself. And I mm-hmm. took my camera. I mean, I'm a photographer, so right. photographs are my life. They help me support my life. Um, but this series kind of just happened. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of the— Just pi- like the couch. Just like just the couch. It, happened. it just happened. Okay. It legit just happened. Um, it was—all the photos were taken with my iPhone, believe it or not— or uh, one of the persons on the York retreat. Sometimes I use the iPhone 10. Sometimes I use the iPhone 8. Okay. Um, but one of the first photographs was of the yoga, um, the yoga hosts, uh, Kami and Daniel, aka the uh, comedic yogi. Mm-hmm. He had this wonderful headdress made out of straw <clears throat> by the Karari Shoko Indians of um, Brazil. He put the headdress on. I was like, wow, this looks amazing. Like it looks. Like a thing, so I'm like, come outside. Let's go. Let's go take a photo. And I took that photo and I showed it to him. He was like, wow. And I was just like, wow. And I'm like, okay. We, I just moved on. Mm-hmm. I just took a, a a photo that gave me some emotion. Uh, the next day, uh, we went to the beach, and about sunset, uh, it was a nude beach, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and one of the women um, who was on the retreat, her name is Lauren. Lauren is an amazing person. She is. I was so happy I was able to meet her. Yeah, she's amazing. Gallery. And yeah. her melanin is just like popping and yeah. all of that. She was like glistening as the sun started to set. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's take some pictures. So she started to do some yoga poses and I just started to capture her and it just started to turn into this magic. I mean, she did this one yoga pose. Um, It's a one-legged yoga pose. Um, We call it the cosmic dancer. Mm -hmm. You're holding one leg with one arm while the other one is held out in front of you and you're dipping towards the bottom, creating a balance. Wow. And when she did that, a, it's reminiscent of the the popular Grace Jones cover album. She's still oh, in one boy. leg. Oh, boy. Okay. So that's a yoga pose. So she was doing that and facing the ocean with her dark skin, the cooling tones of the blue sea or the blue ocean. It was just like magic. And mm-hmm. that, that kind of just set things off Okay. for the next six days. And that was the first night? That was the second night. The second night. It okay. was actually it was actually the second night. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, I just asked the people who are in retreat, you know, are you comfortable with me taking your photograph? Okay. Um, and they there was trust there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because my thing is let me showcase your beauty. Um and that's what my goal was, and I feel like mm-hmm. I accomplished that. And based on the feedback from the people who are photographed, I feel uh, even more so. So getting to Atlanta um, with this was very interesting. Um, our mutual friend, Nancy Deller, who runs the Arresting Artifacts Art Gallery in Atlanta, mm-hmm. we just happened to be having a conversation, and she's telling me um, about uh, this possible opportunity uh, to showcase global art 
Um, and she said that she would be interested in potentially showing some of my photography. So I, while I was on a trip, I posted some things okay. on social media um, that I was um, taking, yeah, but I, I couldn't post to ask a lot you of how them. People responded to that. Oh yeah, uh, but I couldn't post a lot because you know there's you know frontal nudity. Okay, um, yeah. So couldn't post those things. So mm-hmm. I sent Nancy a couple of the unpublished things. And okay. She was she was wild by those, and she says, "Oh no, we have to do this." Nice. And I'm like, "Yes, we have to do this." And several weeks later, it happened. Okay. So at her gallery, um, I showed six of my pieces from Brazil um, that really told the story of the diversity of black bodies, mm-hmm. uh, men and women. Um, now 20s, you say you took. I'm 30s, sorry to cut 40s. you off. Sure. You said you took many pictures. Yes. But you just chose the six. Yes. And Lawrence was one of them, which I was wowed by. I yes. mean, the colors were so popping. But it's called abundance. Abundance. Yes. Oh I, yeah, you gave names to all of yes. them. Yes. I was wondering how did you choose those six because there were so many nice ones that I did see you post on social media and and what was resonating with you well, for you to choose those. I'll talk about the Lauren photo. I'll actually describe it. I'll okay. s- I'll set it up. Do we have time for a quick setup? We got time for a setup. All right, here's a setup, bitch. <laughs> All right. So, um it's actually the last day of the retreat. Mhm. No, no, it was no, it wasn't the last. I think believe it was two days before the retreat ended. Mm-hmm. We were having breakfast, and on this retreat, it was a vegan. It was a vegan retreat that everything was vegan, everything. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of wonderful fruits and vegetables, just like daily, just these amazing meals. But this one day, uh, someone came and cut up a watermelon, and mm-hmm. you know, start. I think it was Kamin. I think he cut up the watermelon and started. Passing out the watermelon. And I have to say, I do not like watermelon. Well, I did not like watermelon. Okay. Previously, Brazil changed my mind. I probably had like four or five watermelons by myself. Like wow. the watermelon. <laughs> I was like, damn, if this is watermelon, this is I need it in my life. Um, but so we cut out this watermelon. And Lauren has this really dark chocolate skin. Mm-hmm. It is, and then it just glows, and she has um, a really short haircut, mm-hmm. um, kind of like it's. It's not a fade, it's not a high top, but it's somewhere around in that area. But it's very curly, mm-hmm. and it's like a a natural honey blonde. I mean, her color is banging. It's like I love a, her this color. honey blonde yeah. against that dark skin, mm-hmm. her brown eyes, and she had these long red fingernails. Like they were long for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason yeah. was fucking for them to be for no reason so that they could be bad. Mm-hmm. And just that position of colors with right. the watermelon because her nails were the same color as the watermelon. Right. And she had this green sarong around her neck covering her body. It was green and gold. Mm-hmm. And all of that color just looked rich. It did. And to me, it just... The colors just itself symbolize um, black nationalism, black freedom, mm-hmm. the diaspora, mm-hmm. red, 
gold, green, black, oh, nice. the richness. Mm-hmm. Abundance. The abundance. And okay. that's why I titled it Abundance okay. because of all of that co- because of all that color. Yeah. So I'm like, Lauren, don't eat the watermelon. She was about to bite it. I'm like, don't eat it. <laughs> Come over here and let me take a photograph of you. Yeah. And she says, okay, okay. So we went over there and I took a couple of pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted the watermelon to stand out. So when you see the picture, the watermelon is in the, is in the forefront, but you have this uh, abundant black woman who's just popping in all kinds of ways through her personality, her joie de vivre, her color, mm-hmm. um, her innocence, mm-hmm. just standing there holding a piece of watermelon, being human. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that was an easy selection to choose for this show. Okay. Okay. For this show. And that piece actually sold. I was very, very happy about that. It sold. Um, it's going to go to Holland. Um, oh, nice. So Good very for you. excited about that. Nice. So nice. that was awesome. Um, another piece um, was the one that I mentioned with Kameen, where he had on the Native American headdress. Yeah. That yeah. also sold to my wonderful Angolan friend. <laughs> who will remain who's a, who's a fly on the wall in the studio today yeah, she's thank a fly you for joining us yes and she's we will keep her, her we will keep her unnamed <laughs> <laughs> she says peace to the world on earth day um i had a another wonderful piece um that uh, that was featured um with uh, this wonderful woman that i met um mm-hmm. in brazil her name is nicole okay uh, she's a yoga instructor in new york and um and so is Lauren. She's a yoga instructor in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nicole, she, <clears throat> I'm like, Nicole, let's do some pictures. And we were, this is again, um, I, this probably the third night. Mm-hmm. And again at sunset. And okay. the sunsets at this beach, um, in, in Brazil it was in a place, Marcerandupio. Okay. Um, the sunsets were just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And this beach was pristine. It was absolutely pristine, but when the sun started to set, magic started to happen. Mm-hmm. The water started to come alive. And we did um, this one pose. It was a yoga pose. They were all yoga poses. Mm-hmm. She was setting up for what's called um, the wild thing. Oh. But instead of doing the total wild thing. <laughs> Pun intended, but yes, not intended, yes. right? <laughs> she just, she suspended herself in midair with one leg in the air and one arm in the air as if, as if she was gently arising from the sand, entering oh, the sea. A, that's amazing. And just the way that she was able to position her body with those amazing angles. Mm-hmm. When I saw that one, I saw freedom. I saw, um, a new reality. Yeah. And I titled it Birth. Wow. Yes. Okay. So so they all were very purposefully, purposefully thought out. They were purposefully thought out. Uh, they all invoked different visions and emotions for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another that was on display called Daughters. It featured mm-hmm. uh, my new friend Tanya from mm-hmm. Chicago and again Lauren. We were standing on top of a sand dune and mm-hmm. this was not an ordinary sand dune. We walked about two miles to get to the sand dune. Wow. And it was about four stories tall. And this is wow. not an exaggeration. We climbed up this steep sand dune and every time you took a step like your foot went like a, at least past the ankle in the sand. So it was it was quite a challenge to get up there. But when we did, we had this sweeping view, this vista mm-hmm. of just Brazil. All you saw was just the top of 
palm trees. Wow. And you turn around and look mm-hmm. the other direction and all you saw was the ocean. And then the sun was setting and we just started to um, take pictures mm-hmm. and have a good time. And while we even, t- while we're taking the pictures, we're still caught up in the moment of the right. sunset. Mm-hmm. And the accomplishment of climbing up that that sand dune, walking two miles, and we did all this nude. Wow! Now eating speak, berries from eating, cactus plants that were off the beach. Feeling as all natural as one. It was one quite can. all natural. And one of the pictures that I took up there that was on display um, at the show was called Daughters, mm-hmm. and that was with again Lauren and Tanya and. They were just moving, mm-hmm. and I just captured them moving. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about daughters, um, I, I thought about women who give, mm. women who supply, okay. uh, uh, more, again, abundant women mm-hmm. uh, who furnish mm-hmm. life. Tanya, she had on this blue skirt and... When I saw her, it just reminded me of Yemaya. Mm. And where the daughter comes in more specifically is with Lauren's skin. And again, she had that golden green sarong and she mm-hmm. had it wrapped around her head like a priestess, okay. like a goddess. And and it was like the manifestation of Yemaya and Oshun. Mm. And that's why... It got I, spiritual. Yeah, it did. And watching... The move mm-hmm. and Tanya's skirt move and her hair move and watching their bodies move mm-hmm. was really magical. Wow! And especially coming off the Atlantic Ocean, right? Thinking about what happened, what who came across that Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. three hundred, four hundred years ago? The right. Portuguese carrying black bodies to yeah. be enslaved in a foreign land, right? And here we are standing on top of this mountain where no doubt a ship has sailed past. Right. And we're celebrating life in a different kind of way. Speaking of celebrations, um, because we only got a few minutes left. So you were also there during Carnival. And so you transitioned from the peaceful, all natural space, you know, for black bodies to the the turn up yes. of the century yeah, for it black was, bodies. It was, okay. de- it was definitely the turn up of the century. <laughs> How was that? This was your first time going to Carnival, right? Yeah, in, in Bahia. And I have to say, well, period. Um, but I have to say that um, there's a very distinct difference when people think Carnival when it comes to Brazil. Okay. In Rio, there is Carnival. This all happens at the same time. Mm-hmm. In Rio, it's one huge parade going down the street, and you have to be part of a samba school to participate. Mm-hmm. If you're there, you're watching from the stands. You're not part of Carnival. You're just at Carnival. Okay. In Salvador, Bahia, it is considered the Carnival for the people. And if you want to get in and join a line, you just get in. So you don't have to have a costume no. and the gear? because no. The costumes— are amazing. I mean, I've never been to one, but I've been to the West Indian Day Parade in New York several times. And those, I mean, they go all out. Well, in Bahia, in Salvador, Bahia, they definitely go all out. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, they are deeply African rooted. Okay. Period. So mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of show, but you'll also see a lot of African colors, a lot of African dress. Okay. A lot of dashikis. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things that I noticed uh, when we first arrived, um, when we went to Baja, at that, on our way there, oh man, we went through, oh, I'm trying to think of this place we went through. It was an old part of town. I can't recall the name of it. 
at this moment. Pelerino. Pelerino. Yes. How did you know? I See, thanks for coming off the wall. Pelerino. <laughs> we were walking through Pelerino. And there were all these bands. And you know what these bands sounded like? Mm-hmm. New Orleans. Oh, nice. They sounded like New Orleans. Wow. So at that point, it was on and popping. And then I went to Liberdage, where they celebrated. And that's the blackest area on earth outside mm-hmm. of Nigeria. 650,000 wow. black people. Mm. This is their 45th year being able to celebrate Carnival with the parade in Liberdage. Mm. So we think about black bodies. We think about freedom and celebration. Right. These people have been fighting their own civil war mm-hmm. uh, for civil rights uh, in Brazil. And the fight is still ongoing. And there was a celebration for that. And I was so happy to be there to feel that energy and mm. participate. That is awesome. Okay, so we're winding on our time. See, I, see, this is so good. I'm, I'm, we're going to have to have another session. Uh, part two. We're going to have to have a part <laughs> two because I want to get into your other epic travels to Thailand. I wanted to talk more about that as well. But um, I guess we'll have to save that to next time. But before we go, you also created a photo book. Yes. With many more images than the six that we saw. Yes. Uh, where can people find that? How can they get that book? Because that was also very beautiful as well. Yes, yes, yes. It's um, it's a photo book. It contains 30 images uh, mm-hmm. from Brazil uh, that I collected uh, throughout uh, my travels there in Bahia. Okay. Um, if you're interested in a book or seeing what the book looks like, you can contact me on Instagram. My handle there is I am Husky Bay. That's I am H U S K Y B A E. Send me a DM. I'll be more than happy to um, let you know the specifics and see if we can get one in your hands. Yes, it will be the perfect coffee table book, right? Perfect. So, well, thank you for coming. I guess um, I'm going to have to make sure I make another appointment with you so we could talk about your vlog as well. You started? Yeah, I'll show up on time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you all for joining me again and tuning in to 15 Minutes of Flame. Until next time, stay positive and elevated. Okay. Job well done. Okay. That was fun. five minutes early because I know other people have to come in the studio at 7. So. Fuck them. They'll get here when they get here, okay? <laughs> Shit. Is this a hot mic? It is. Oh, my God. Not really fucking, The outro but. Mad Libs. <laughs> Now I got the munchies. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. We should include this. With the, I got the... I'm so hungry. Yes. Let's go munch on something. What do you want? Tacos again? No, not tacos. Because uh, I do want a margarita. Oh, shit. Where? There's a spot in the Rins and um, in the Marriott Hotel. It has a view. I just want her to... Oh, the, that's that bar. What's the name of that? I forget the name of that bar. Mm, is it view bar? It, no. I think it's like VU or something like that. It might. I'm not sure. I hope he cuts this part off because I don't want nobody trying to roll up on us. <laughs> is it like is it is it going live right now? It's going until he come back, but I wanted to finish because there's other people that need the room. Okay, but what I'm saying is like, is this like being posted online right now? No, no, no. Okay, no. so we straight anybody gonna roll up on us? Roll <laughs> right. up on us if you think you can. <laughs> don't roll up on me. I don't want it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, two down. Yay. That was fun. Mm-hmm. All right, it's seven fifty-five. That it is. Oh, six fifty-five. Six fifty-five. That was amazing, you guys. That was a lot Thank of fun. You. It really was a lot of fun. Yeah.
House of Mary Jane just sent out a special. I know, happy they always blast. send out their happy hour blast. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was so funny. Um, so if I want a title like the show, 